This is a Big MX podcast, brought to you by X Brand Goggles, presented by Tech One Designs, 204 Skate Shop, West Side Honda, Capital Motorsports, Golden Tire, and Trans Canada Motorsports out of Brandon, Manitoba. Motocross news from around the world. We're not experts, but we've got microphones. Check us out on the web at BigMXRadio.com. Welcome to the Big MX Podcast Show, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles, 204 Skate Shop, Tech One Designs, Capital More Sports, Roar Borton Suspension Systems, Millennium Technologies, TransCanada More Sports, Honda, Westside Honda out in Selkirk, Manitoba, and Golden Tire. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, with me on the line, Chris Mellon, my co-host. How's it going, Chris? Pretty fantastic. Uh, Right on, and uh, the two of us have been on the on the phone uh, for the last two ish hours, uh, working on some podcast uh, stuff, and uh, we finally got one going on uh, with none other than the uh, the the team manager of PHRMX Prairie Hill Racing Motocross Team uh, out of uh, Pilot Mound, Manitoba, none other than Kyle McCannell. How's it going, Kyle? Not too bad. Not too bad. Right on, right on, my friend. Uh, excited to have you on. I know we did the full podcast with uh, you and uh, Ryan Miller a couple couple of weeks back, but uh, just going to try and uh, increase some buzz about the, 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 the team and maybe things have moved a little bit further forward as we are only, what, maybe 10 days away from uh, Gate Drop in uh, Nanaimo. Yes, sir. We are, uh, we're getting close to, to go time here. Absolutely. Like right now, now is when you're gonna start. Gonna want to start approaching some companies for sponsorship. Uh, start thinking about what kind of gear you're gonna wear. Start uh, any of that uh, stuff. So uh, we're excited to uh, talk about some of those things. Uh, obviously, things are a lot more further forward than I'm alluding to. But uh, um, <laughs> yeah, like uh, running off the off the hop. Um, what? Uh, how are things? How are you feeling? Uh, Ten days out, and uh, what kind of expectations do you have for the team? Oh, we're, uh, I'm feeling good. Um, you know, little, little stress, just, uh, you know, finishing everything up and, uh, and trying to get, uh, you know, everything as far as our, uh, graphics and get, uh, you know, the, the race bikes, uh, finished up, uh, being built and, uh, plus trying to, uh, to get the crop in the ground here on the farm so I can, uh, can take off for, uh, that first round in the Nanaimo, but, uh, everything's, uh, Everything's coming together. Um, we should uh, should have our race bikes uh, ready to go here for uh, the weekend and get uh, you know a little bit of a photo shoot done up uh, for our rider posters and uh, yeah everything's it's it's slowly but it's it's all coming into place so perfect. Um, you you mentioned a uh, a late spring obviously yourself being a farmer uh, out in uh, Pilot Mound uh, that affects your timeline on things. How has it been balancing both motocross, uh, that whole end of things, not only riding yourself but operating the racetrack and the team, but also uh, getting out on the, the fields and uh, doing some planting? It, uh, it's, it's definitely uh, tough to, uh, to make it all work. It, uh, the old uh, practicing on the bike doesn't, uh, doesn't happen too much anymore. It, uh, I, uh, I'm more of a, a weekend warrior uh, as far as the racing goes, just with... Uh, with having to, having to be working on the farm and uh, everything else going on, and now now it's been uh, a lot of time on the on the phone and the computer uh, getting things uh, done up for the team here, which uh, I've been 
kind of lucky and not. It's it's we've had some uh, have some shitty weather in the last couple of weeks where we haven't been able to be in the field, but that's allowed me to to do a lot of stuff with the team and uh, and that's kind of kind of finishing up. And now we're getting uh, going into the weekend. I know we uh, we're looking to hopefully uh, finish up a lot of our seating here in the next couple of days. I think we're finally going to hit the, in the plus twenty weather. So. Yeah, that's the forecast for tomorrow. I'll believe it when I see it, but nevertheless, uh, looking forward to that. Um, as far as uh, working on the farm, uh, how uh, have you put Kyle Swanson to work, and what kind of farmhand uh, is he coming out of Texas? I haven't uh, I haven't gotten him uh, doing too much yet. We've been uh, more focused on uh, on his riding, but uh, no, he's uh, he's definitely helped out uh, the track a little bit already, and uh, I'm trying to trying to talk him into uh coming to pick rocks with me uh a couple of these mornings here uh and get a little uh a little bit of a different uh training regiment going so we'll uh we'll see if he uh see if he decides he wants to come out and do a bit of that or not <laughs> throwing some bales around out there now chris i think you had yeah. a few questions uh, uh pertaining to a few of the characters that um that kyle's going to run into in the coming months uh with the series uh how about you go ahead with a few of those well, yeah, I was thinking because you know, when you're putting on your team manager shirt and hat and heading out to the national, you're going to be lucky enough to be rubbing elbows with the famous Tony Alessi. So uh, what do you think? <laughs> Have you thought about that much? And um, personally, I say you just mount a GoPro on your chest and just get footage and sell that on the Internet and make millions of dollars because we all know he's a bit of a character and you're lucky enough to be standing right beside him all summer so uh what do you think of the chance of you know standing beside Tony Lassie all summer that uh I didn't uh, you know I haven't really given that too much thought uh now that you uh, mentioned it uh it uh thoughts are spinning through my head of how that might go but, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's uh I guess we'll uh we'll see how it goes when the when the time comes I that's if they're uh you know, that's if they even stick around our series. I know uh, that's what the, that's what they say they're doing after Nanaimo, but uh, we all know that uh, could quite easily change uh, once they come up here. Like, they might want to go back. So, and, and it also depends. I think it's going to depend a lot on uh, how this Saturday goes in Glen Helen. You know, if Alessi goes totally. up there and uh, and wins the damn thing, I I can't see him coming up here. So, I guess we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. Or if he comes up here, he might go back if he has a chance to. To do well in that series with Filippoto out, uh, he might uh, he might want to stay down there. So, but no, uh, yeah, yeah, I, off to. Uh, you should just uh, try on. to park your trailer beside Rapist Rig, and you know maybe strategically have GoPros mounted around your place for promotional reasons, quote unquote, and just spin them <laughs> around because that would be gold. I'm sure you can something. Yeah, we uh, we'll have to try and uh, get a few videos in there some. Sometimes. Well, you know, uh, uh, if, you, if you're looking to for a little bit of psychological warfare with the 800, um, the, the number one thing to do would be to pick the gate right beside the box. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, uh, that's Mike's his, spot. Uh, He's had that spot. for a long period of time. Uh, it's where he likes to go. So uh, um, just, just as a, a little bit of uh, inside information on that one. But... Uh, yeah, looking forward to see hearing about those interactions, and uh, I hope for absolute shenanigans. Yeah, well, uh, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll come up with something between uh, me and me and Kyle, and uh, we'll get we'll get Ryan uh, see if he can uh, get uh, 
get to Alessi there and uh, cause some drama. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, just go and just protest him for just something random, <laughs> yeah. you know, and just to see him blow up and with cameras set up already, I think that's as easy as it can be. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, protest him for laser beams, you know, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but see, back to what you're saying about Glenn Helen, I can see he with that, and there's so much talk about it, but first, let him try to let him win, you know, which is going to be a battle in itself, right? Yeah. So if he wins Glenn Helen, let's just say, which I have about 10% chance, if that, <laughs> um, they're going to come up to Canada, but like you said, I could see if he shits the bed in Canada for the first couple of rounds, and it isn't the walk to the championship like he's hoping, and lots of people are kind of thinking it might be for him, um, I could see him cutting a U-ball and heading right back south to finish off the American series if, say, he's running 5th, 6th, 7th in points midway. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, I definitely uh, definitely agree with you there. And, you know, it, it's it's not going to be no uh, no walk in the park up here. No, always You know, he's always a contender. And uh, Josh Hills, you know, he's... He's got some speed. Everyone knows that. Uh, you know, we haven't seen him uh, in the outdoors for a couple of years, but uh, not to mention the thirty-three uh, machine. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And uh, you know, there's you can't you can't count out any of the guys in that uh, that top ten in in, in Canada in Canada. And now our uh, our series is uh, is getting pretty damn good. So. Well, exactly, and, yeah. and just the whole thing of riding the tracks and time on these Canadian tracks going in that's huge and i don't know how long are the practice sessions with uh with the nationals or what, what do they do in that situation that uh that's a good question i'm not even sure exactly how the qualifying goes i know i was uh, reading over the package there kyle would uh he'd be the one to, to give the answer on that question but i mean i'm sure obviously the guys who've raced these tracks for years past they pretty much know what they they got going on, and that's a huge, huge advantage just in confidence and mindset going in, you know? So I think they're underestimating that, and being that, isn't there three, four soundtracks this year? Like, soundtracks yeah. each have kind of their own attitude, you know? And knowing that going in, I could see with four, eight motos in the sand, Alessi even being a really good sand rider, he could have one bad photo quite easily and drop 25 points, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and that's, uh, that's definitely true. And even the, you know, the first round, that the Nimo is something that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's different than a lot of places that, uh, you know, when you haven't ridden there before, uh, compared to the guys that have, it, uh, it can be a bit of a disadvantage. So. Well, for sure. And especially, I think he's going to go into Nimo with a lot to prove, um, even just in his own mind, if anything, and who knows if that works out good because we wouldn't be talking about a last if he wasn't of a space case and you never really know what's going to happen anyway. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. If he goes in an IMO and blows it qualifying or first mo, who knows what's going to happen. And that's where you yeah. should have the GoPro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I know uh, they've already... Uh, they haven't even started racing our series, and they've already had some some drama going on with their team. So, the whole uh, you know Jeremy Medaglia deal. It, uh, yeah, I heard he got cut or dropped out. Uh, I think more um, or less he uh, yeah. he went home and uh, didn't come back. Yeah, yeah. it 
I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the whole exact deal was there. You see both sides of the, the stories, but oh, yeah, uh, I see he's, sure. he's he's landed another ride uh, for uh, for the years. So nice. Where does he go? Apparently, he's uh, leading edge Cali now. Yeah. Nice. So that worked well for him. Yeah, and we're uh, we're in our camp, Prairie Hill Racing Camp, but uh, we're not uh, we're not even worried about that. We're hoping to to be uh, ahead of those guys. So. Yeah, let's get back to the team a little bit. Um, I know, uh, like these guys, like you're you're no stranger to spinning wrenches, but I know you won't be in the pits every single round. So, who's going to be wrenching for your two guys? Uh, Kyle has a, a friend of his coming up uh, from Texas that uh, that uh, will be with us for uh, wrenching for him, and uh, I'll be doing uh, a bit for Ryan uh, when I'm there, unless he. I know right now he's he's still looking for. Uh, for somebody to uh, to do the series with him, but, uh, but yeah, he'll uh, he'll have somebody lined up for the weekends that I'm not there, and uh, you know I, I want to be doing the the team manager part, but uh, I'm not afraid to to be washing a bike if I have to, or uh, or changing the air filters or whatever I gotta do. So that that is one of the things you do quite well, Kyle. You do wash bikes uh, <laughs> yeah. like uh, like like none other. Your bikes are always sparkling. Um, but yeah, I know I know you guys have been doing some clinics. Um, like how have those gone, and uh, what has been the uh, the reception of Kyle uh, Kyle Swanson doing some 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 work around uh, Manitoba and doing some clinics uh, for the Manitoba Motocross Association? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been good. Yeah, we had the first uh, first two of the year with uh, well at our place was the first one, and then and then Grunthal for the second one, and those were the uh, the Manitoba Motocross clinics, and they uh, they went really well. Everyone uh, was happy with the teaching and. Uh, and you know they were really really impressed with Kyle and getting to watch him do the, the few practice laps. I think that uh, opened a few guys' eyes up, and then his uh, his personality and his teaching it uh, it makes it very easy uh, for guys to uh, to enjoy it. So he's a really likable dude, and uh, so yeah, we got a good reception uh, at those ones, and people were were still looking for some uh, instruction. So we decided to hold our uh, our own Prairie Hill Racing Clinic last uh, last weekend at our place, and uh, we had. Uh, I think we had uh, 28 or 29 guys uh, at the at the end of both days. So right on. It, uh, it was good. So yeah, with with only a week of advertising, it went well. So yeah, I I know the you guys had a blitz. I I, uh, I put the the link out there on uh, on Big MX as well as on the uh, the Manitoba site, making sure everyone knew to uh, head out to Prairie Hill and and. Uh, uh, a little bit of promotion, not only for the team, but uh, give back to the community that's given you guys so much and allowed you the platform to to do the uh, the uh, to go the length of the series. Um, looking forward to the ten rounds, or yeah, it's ten rounds now uh, for yep. uh, the, the the whole series. Um, if if in the unlikely event that there uh, if there's a, a rider that uh, gets stricken with an illness. Um, have you thought of any fill-in riders? Maybe uh, Chris Mellon can uh, dust off the boots and uh, and race a couple of nationals for you. Jeez, yeah, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> you know, we uh, you never want to have to uh, to plan for that, but uh, it's been in the back of my mind a little bit. And uh, I mean, if we you know if we get struck with a with a, a sick or a, an injury for uh, for a weekend or something, you know, we that might be a good opportunity to uh, to show off some Manitoba talent and maybe take one of our uh, our young uh, up-and-coming uh, pros, and uh, you know, give them a chance to, to see what they can do at the national level. So I don't, uh, we don't have anyone uh, in specific yet uh, to fill in. But uh, if we, uh, 
I know we got we got some good choices in our RA class here that uh, that could take the spot if we if need be. So. so you're saying I should leave my phone on vibrate? <laughs> Damn right. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Right on. I uh, think you could also leave it in the other room on by the still be just fine. Hey, you know what? Hurt people hurt people, Chris Mellon. Um, so, yeah, like uh, Kyle Swanson has been up for a month. Uh, he's been a good tenant as far as I know. Uh, but where in the world is Ryan Miller? Ryan, uh, he's back uh, back down in Texas at the moment. He, uh, he came back up... Uh, well, he drove, him and Kyle drove up together. Uh, it's been about uh, two or three weeks since they drove up. I and, can uh, Ryan imagine left a, his, uh... a road trip with Ryan Miller. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, Ryan left his truck down there, and uh, he's back down there right now. He was just picking up uh, picking up his race bike, and uh, he'll be driving back up. Uh, I think he's leaving uh, Thursday evening or Friday morning to uh, to head back up. So, Excellent. Right on. So, um... Let's uh, let's dive into some uh, so our first segment of the uh, of the podcast is of course the two zero four what'd you rather so uh, Chris you uh, you took care of that for um, Kyle McCannell so take it away gotcha so okay these are just some quick uh, you know choose one or the other and yeah. um, kind of tell us a little bit more about the behind the scenes Kyle McCannell so. <laughs> Okay, uh, hard pack or sand? Sand. I hate hard pack. Talk or text? Talk or text. Text if it's something like, hey, what's up? But if I want to get something, if something needs to happen, I call all day. I like to talk to people and actually find out what's going on. If you text, most of my friends don't, they're not so responsive uh, in the time frame I need, so. No, I hear you. I'm, I'm the same way. Uh, okay, uh, TV or movies when you're just chilling? Uh, TV. Me and Mosso, we got oh probably 40 different shows during the week on PVR. We don't uh, we don't watch a lot of movies, but we watch a lot of we're into a lot of uh, TV programs. Nice. You don't watch a lot of commercials either. If you just have everything DVR'd. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pamela Anderson or Carmen Electra? Ooh, good one. Oh. I don't even know. Just let let probably, your... yeah, probably like Electra. Carmen. And, and I, I'm saying no STDs. Like if they're both clean, you know. If <laughs> yeah, I'd have to go with uh, Carmen Electra. It's Carmen Electra of the of the old. Yeah, we're we're talking like around 2000 era Carmen Electra. Yeah, that's just yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay, uh, inside line or rail the outside. I usually will go inside. Probably nine times out of ten, I'll go inside. Nice. So, uh, hip hop or rock? Country. Uh, hip hop. Hip hop. Yeah, hip hop before rock, but uh, but yeah, country all day. That was when I saw the winner of those versus country. <laughs> yeah. So hip hip hop or country, and country wins. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Facebook or Twitter? Facebook. I don't even have Twitter. Well, I think I have it, but I. I don't know. I don't have it on my phone. <laughs> I think I started uh, one and I got a new phone and didn't or didn't re-add it. So we got black booth or white booth? I was uh, missed that one. Yeah, you you uh, cut uh, out for a second there, Chris. Sorry. Uh, what are you wearing? Black boots or white boots? Because it pretty much seems like there's two colors all across. I I like white. 
if you can keep them clean, white looks good. And you know how to keep stuff clean, so you'll go white all day. Yeah, my my uh, the last two pairs of boots I had weren't white, but uh, if I could uh, if I could have two sets, which uh, I usually don't have two sets, but if I could have two, it'd be uh, white for racing for sure. Nice, just find one your size on the nationals and just steal one when nobody's looking. Maybe from the Alessi <laughs> yeah. pit. Yeah, and then uh, a couple of Adam and Snap sponsored questions: uh, six inch or foot long? Foot long. Uh, uh, wheat or regular wheat? I I missed that one. Regular or whole wheat? Like bread. oh, uh, I like whole wheat. No, you like white. You just didn't want to say. You just want to sound healthy That's in front right. of the boys. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a farmer. I gotta say whole wheat. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. Uh, upshift or panicraft? Oh. Uh, I usually will try and hit a jump in a lower gear. If, if everyone's hitting it in fourth, I usually gear my bike and hit it in third wide open. Nice. Uh, iPhone or Android? iPhone. iPhone. Okay, yeah. and uh, yeah, that wraps up the questions that we got from two before speech up here. So uh, are we off to commercial, Bradley? That's right. We got some commercials coming up right now. We're 21 minutes into this sucker. Uh, we got we got some commercials coming up. Listen to them. Buy from these uh, these businesses. They keep us afloat. Uh, but we'll be right back uh, with Kyle Swanson. One eight hundred Collect presents Ava Sable and Jeremy McGrath. Hey, champ. Need to make a call? Yeah, and I don't have any change. No pockets. Ever hear of one eight hundred Collect? Are you kidding me? So you know it saves at least a buck or two. And it's easy to remember. So for your collect call... I'm dialing 1-800-COLLECT. Smart boy. Hey, you been riding long? It's my first time. 1-800-COLLECT. Save a buck or two. So, do you like stuff? Or possibly things? How about a huge selection of motocross and street bike gear from apparel brands like Troy Designs, Alias, Icon, and Power Bands, every single color you can think of. How about 25 years of custom suspension and motor service for a full service shop, all of which you can find at Capital Motorsports. Mention this Big MX podcast to receive a VP gas can with spout for only $40 as well as 100% off your next set of motocross tires. Just kidding, we can't back that up, but ask for about it anyway. Check out Capital Motorsports at 157 St. Anne's Road, Winnipeg, Manitoba, or call them, not so toll-free, at 204-237-6686. Make your way down to Westside Honda Polaris and check out the brand new Honda Grom. Honda's revolutionary 125cc fuel-injected mini-moto ultimate weapon. A must-see for all motocross enthusiasts. From the Grom to the usual suspects like the CBR600RR, CRF450R, Westside Honda Polaris of Suffolk, Manitoba has you covered. Check them out on the web at westsidehonda.ca. 
Call toll-free at 1-888-482-7782. Boom! Westside! And we're back. Thanks for listening to those commercials with us on the line now. Kyle Swanson, none other than the Texas Tornado, all the way from <laughs> San Antonio, Texas. This kid is crazy fast, likes to get upside down, sideways, and backwards on the dirt bike. How's it going, Kyle? Oh, it's going good. Just enjoying the life here in Canada. How have you enjoyed it? You've been up here for about a month. Like uh, You've had about a lifetime dose of uh, uh, Tim's co- uh, Tim Horton's coffee by now. And uh, <laughs> like, uh, I believe when you first came up, it was still quite cold and miserable as it is uh, as it was today. Uh, how has the transition been? How have you been enjoying your time? And uh, roughly how many cups of Tim Horton's coffee do you have each day? <laughs> well, to actually be completely honest with you, I have two cups of coffee every day, and that's not a lie. I have one when I wake up and most of the time before I go to bed. Perfect. So it's definitely been a, a change of life here in Canada. Coffee is definitely admired a lot more than in the States. Um, uh, but I, I, I love it up here. I've, I liked it when I came back when I was here last year, and I was able to travel from the east to west in my truck. And uh, I, I went through the States as we went central, so I actually wasn't able to see it up here. So uh, finally getting up here for this last month and being here, um, it's just as good as the East and West uh, to me. I love it. But, uh, yeah, the cold weather has not been treating me well on my bike. Yeah, I, I understand you uh, You were waiting for some race fuel for a, a short period of time uh, before you were able to do some, uh, some throw down some motos. And obviously the weather was not cooperating with you right off the hop. Um, how, uh, how has it been now that you're, you have your bike up and running? Like, uh, I'd, lo- I'd love to hear your thoughts on the soil that we have up here, especially at, uh, Prairie Hill, uh, Raceway, as well as, uh, your involvement in some of those schools that we've been doing. So, uh, yeah, run those down for me. Oh yeah. The, uh, I'm, I was actually back home, uh, down South Texas. You know, we only really have sand. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we have some, somewhat of a clay, but for the most part, it's just sand. So coming up here, like Prairie Hill is probably the best track that I could have possibly put myself out for the this final month being that it's probably one of the most rutted tracks I've ever ridden. Like on the driest day, it gets ridiculous ruts. And, uh, that's something that, uh, I, uh, I really wanted to get, get to ride the month before. And fortunately Kyle was able to give me that with, with his track. And, uh, I, I love it. It's, it's a lot of fun. It really is. It's a, it's a safe, it's a good track to train at cause it's really safe. But at the same time, it, it gets, you gets the job done. It's rough as hell. It's, uh, and like I said, it just gets gnarly. So it's it's been really nice to work with that, and and it really helps with testing and everything else because you can get a really good feel for your whole bike. You know, you're not just riding a smooth track all the time. So so that was good. That that was real nice to to come here and see that. It was definitely a relief on my part after driving 32 hours, pretty much in the darkness and blind. I'd never I'd never seen the track myself, and um I hadn't talked to anyone who had ridden it, so I was real skeptical on on how it was all even going to be. And, uh, I showed up and I honestly, I couldn't have, I couldn't have made a better decision. Um, I don't regret any of the decision with, you know, I didn't take any of the offers from any of the teams and uh, I did choose Kyle because, uh, I just, I really trusted his word. He was one of the guys that I really did trust what he had to say. And I knew that he wanted this just as bad as I did. And that's exactly what it's going to take to win a championship. So, uh, I trusted him and I just, I just showed up never, I've never even met Kyle. And I just showed up at his front doorstep, and um, and it worked. It's perfect. It's the best environment for me. Um, I've got an amazing training program as well as a place to work out. 
Um, I've got my own, pretty much my own apartment here. Uh, I've got my whole living room, dining room, bedroom. Me and my mechanic have our own huge, comfortable beds, which is freaking a lot better than the back and front seat of a truck. No doubt. And, uh, yeah, and, and I can take showers every night, which I feel really helps my speed on the track. Um, a clean so racer that's, is a fast That's always racer. a plus. Yeah, clean racer is a fast racer. That's what, I'm, that's what I've always been told. So I tend to, tend to go, by, go, go, go like that. And uh, Kyle's got the program looking good. So we also, you know, we look great. So we're smelling good. We're looking great. And the speed's there. So it's going to be a really good freaking season. I'm ready. Excellent. Now, uh, you, this is this being your second year uh, in Canada, will you be racing with a national number, or will you be going back to uh, a, a number that somewhat involves the number thirteen? Because you seem to be uh, partial to that uh, that digit, although it's been uh, a little bit uh, gathered in uh, motocross lore for a long period of time with a, a, quite a few racers, including Black Brian Swink and Sebastian Tortelli, who had terrible luck with that number. <laughs> no, you know I've always. Uh... My, I was born on the 13th as well as my sister. So from day one, it's always been our good luck number. Um, every year at Loretta's, I've actually been given the number 13. Look at that. Um, can't say that it's been the most successful, but towards at the last year, it was definitely a huge success at Loretta's, and I was running the number 13. So I don't. I also don't believe in superstition. But, you know, back to it, the 13 is definitely a good number, and I would have really liked to have kept the number 313 um, actually coming into Canada just stay true to my number and kind of where it all started. But uh, due to, you know, publicity and, and just the hard work that it took to get the number 17, we, you know, we decided that running the number 17 was going to be something that was more of a necessity, not just a decision. So we decided to run the number 17 and get up there in those low digit numbers and try to continue to make them lower. Definitely. Uh, maybe uh, RPM graphics can uh, sauce that number 13 in, in on, on your bike somewhere just to uh, keep that little good mojo going. Um, talk to me a little bit about that Loretta Lynn's experience. I know on 80s and uh, in the uh, the schoolboy classes, you didn't enjoy immense success. I know I was looking up your results prior to this interview. You had some good motos, some DNFs. Uh, but uh, in 2012, both the 250A and 450A, you went top 10, 9 and 7th uh, overall finishes, uh, 250 and, and uh, 450, uh, beating guys like uh, Jason Bomert, uh, Tyler Martin, and I think that guy's a, a friend of yours, uh, as well as uh, a, a host of other guys like uh, Cody Chisholm, uh, who uh, you may or may not be lining up against in the near future. Uh, and you're just a, just a half a tick off of uh, Joey Savacci, and the guys were absolutely killing it out there. Uh, you were doing the same. And uh, so what really clicked for you in 2012? Um, is that uh, really when you uh, kind of came into your own? Well, um, yeah, in a sense, um, you know, I've always been a, a good practicer, which means absolutely nothing, sadly. Um, and the Supercross means everything, which for some reason in Supercross, I'm not that great of a practicer. I'm a better racer. So... Mm -hmm. As it goes for me, the you know the first for years and and, and uh, Loretta's, I, there was just no program, and program is everything. Yeah. And uh, that's that's half the reason for our belief and success for this coming year is the program that we have. We feel is unbeatable. We know is unbeatable. Um, it's just you know it, it takes a little bit of everything once you're there at the races. But program is a big part. And before I you know I felt I always had the speed. I always had the fitness. I never lacked fitness. But I just didn't have a program. The first year we showed up to Loretta's. It was me and my, just me and my dad in a motorhome that we got sponsored by because we didn't have our own, a truck that we got sponsored by, and dad got a credit card and maxed it out just making it to Loretta's, and I had never rode my bike that I was racing there. 
it wasn't it was mod but it wasn't really that great it was just kind of a half program there was nothing there yeah and um we didn't do any different kind of training we'd never been to loretta's we just went and rode behind our house and showed up so the first few years were rough um without having a program but it was that in 2012 um my parents actually moved me to california um and i went and lived with carrie Shear and brian Shear, the whole Shear family down there in san Clemente. right and uh, i was with naveen that year it's when we'd first um, me and Naveen were actually together, not with Honda. Is, and that, uh, uh, that's not the same uh, guy who worked for Josh Grant uh, his second year? That's the, yep. Exact yep. Same guy. Naveen is the exact same guy that was in the great outdoors 2008, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, Everyone knows you're, him from you're that. Good, you're good, you're good. <laughs> Dude, me and Kyle sit here and watch movies all night. We watch dirt bike movies. We just get in the mode. Tom, we just jam out to the music I'm and on my think way, of man. what we can I'm do. I'm on my way. You should be. I got all. I'm literally sitting beside a box full of those great outdoors videos. But nevertheless, let's keep going. Yeah, man. So we just, it just, uh, everything just. I got my. I got a program together that year. Naveen got me on an amazing program with my bike. We were able to test a few things, try some motors, and actually put myself on a motor that I actually truly liked myself. It wasn't just something the team decided to run. Um, and then as for Carrie Shear, I lived there with her for like six months and. It was just the vibe was amazing and such a positive family and people to be with. And she had me on the best, you know, nutritional and physical program. And then my trainer, Brandon Bebout, who lives in California, was able to work with me all the time. And, uh, you know, it was like mom, dad, stepmom, stepdad, everybody was able to make it to Loretta's that year. And I just, I had the full package. You know what I mean? I, I had all the support there. Um, I was super ready and fit and I believed in, I believed in the people I had behind me. And I think that's what made that year more successful than the years before. Definitely, um, this so. is all. This sport's all about confidence. And uh, uh, just just over the phone, I can tell I'm talking to a man who's uh, brimming with confidence, and that's that's exciting to hear as we move into the first uh, first season with uh, Prairie Hill MX. Yes. Yep. 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 That's uh, like you said. Confidence is everything, and uh, until you really have have gotten a taste of it. Do you really have it? And I feel like you know, in the in the last year I got to race here, and uh, it, it went it went really well for the, the situation. Like I said, the program I had, I really had to just deal with bottom end everything. Like it was, there was no riding during the week, there was no training, there was no nothing. It was just trying to make it to the next round, just to drive to the next round, and I, and I was able to pull myself together mentally and and then just do it myself. And after I was able to do it myself, did I realize that man, if, if I if I would have had the same mindset when I had the team behind me, I could have done this. And then Kyle has given me that opportunity, and and I believe in him just as much as I believe in myself. And I think that's what makes that's what that's what makes a championship. Now moving into the Canadian Nationals, you said the second year doing it, you're running number seventeen, which is a great number uh, to have earned. You led some laps up in Edmonton. Oh, um, you're a little bit more familiar with the tracks. Um, and uh, you've already led some laps at a track that you're unfamiliar with, so that's already a plus. Moving in, you must be walking into this with quite a bit of confidence and, uh, and knowing that uh, if, uh, if you get some good starts uh, on your, your Honda, you're going to be able to uh, hang up out front. And uh, so uh, what are you kind of looking forward to for the year? What's your favorite track? And um, what kind of uh, things do you expect from, uh, from yourself as well as the team going forward? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to the first eight drop at Nanaimo. Um, uh, 
few people will disagree with me, but I honestly think I Nanaimo is one of my favorite tracks. It really is. Hmm. Um, you know, people look at it and generally a motocrosser looks at it and it's like, Oh, that's not what you would typically think an outdoor track would be, um, size wise. But I don't think that that should be what anybody looks at. We should stop looking at what it should be and just look at what it is. And it's a gnarly track. It's rough. It's rutted. You know, there's nothing super sketchy on it. I think it really takes a true, I think it separates the boys from the the men from the boys. That is for sure. And, um, that's something that I really like about it. Cause if you're not in shape, it's really not something that suits you. And I feel like with what we've been doing, it's that track's going to be one of my best friends come round one. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, expectations. I, I probably, you know, I wouldn't have gone out on this limb and came all this way and done this. if I didn't think that we could win the championship. And that's definitely the, the, the goal and the idea. But, um, if we can't, you know, I just would like to be able to, my starts to be consistently starts are everything. And that's what makes the race easy. So if I'm able to, if I can just get, but never really, I don't want to get a bad start. That's honestly my main goal. If I can just get all good starts, I think it'll, it'll talk for itself after that. And it'll just kind of walk its way to the finish. So, uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, we're just really working on starts right now. That's our main goal. We've got fitness, so we can just get the start. I think we've got, we've got the whole program. Excellent. No, I, I think uh, like from what it sounds like, you've uh, you've really um, figured everything out. Do you, do you have your uh, your your mechanic with you up up there already, or are you uh, doing all the work yourself right now? No, uh, I'm doing. We're, I'm doing the work myself um, right now, and Kyle is as well. We're actually yeah, we're both doing. I don't mean to take the credit in that, <laughs> um, but my my buddy Canyon, <clears throat> um, he's coming down. He'll be down. I think Friday he'll be down, but. Well, you know, people also need to know about Canyon is Canyon is not a mechanic. I did not bring him to come change motors. I told Kyle from the beginning, he's not going to be a guy that's going to be changing tires, swapping motors. Exactly. And some people look at it in a sense of like, oh, that's not very professional. Oh, you're going to bring your buddy. But, you know, Canyon is, he's my dad. He's a brother. I won't even call him a friend. He's a brother. I was there the day he was born and uh, I've been with him every, every day since. And, He's just one of the most positive people I've been with, and he knows me, and he really, really wants me to win the championship as bad as I do, and he has since the beginning. And uh, he's really good at reading everything, and he's just an amazing person to have in the group. And that's what I was explaining to Kyle, and Kyle was, you know, amazing. I was just really happy that he was, uh, he was, he was down with that. He wasn't just like, oh, what? He's not a mechanic. Like, that's not what we wanted him for. And I didn't need a mechanic. I made it last year without a mechanic. And having one wouldn't have made me do any better. And I, I realized that going into this year. And like I said, your program is everything and the people you have around you. And uh, so I, I decided to, to bring along one of my best friends who will, he will take me to the line. He'll wash my bike, change my filter, and do all that good stuff. But, you know, I really brought him for just the positive vibes and the pits and, you know, the moral support and, um, and, and truly believing in, in his words. When he tells me how he thinks I did, I know that I'm getting the right answer. It's not someone sugarcoating it. And it's not someone that's, you know, just being, just being someone that's degrading or, or downing. He knows how to word stuff, and he really knows who I am, who I, what I have inside. And if I'm not putting that out, he'll definitely be the guy to tell me. And uh, it's someone that that just motivates me. So I, nice. I wanted to go into this year, and I want to win the championship. And I know I, I can definitely do that. So I put the, we put the whole program together to exactly how we wanted it. Um, which was something uh, we wouldn't have got to do with a, what you know, what the other people would call factory team. 
And uh, so, in my eyes, I think we've got everything factory I had ever dreamed of here at uh, Prairie Hill. So I'm pumped. So the dream come true. So really that's is. actually uh, an interesting approach, and actually a, uh, a rather clever one, uh, I might add, because um, uh, the American series they do a lot of flying. As far as far, especially the uh, like even the higher end privateers, they fly to quite a few races, and they're not in contact with their uh, mechanics as much as they did maybe back in the days of box vans where uh, a mechanic would be on the road with his with his rider they're basically uh, they, they work together as a team they're it's like the the mechanic would be uh, trainer motivator um, like uh, cook you name it and basically just there to uh, and they know these guys inside and out like it's that's very much uh, going back to the the, the days of where basically the Canadian series is now, where you're you're seeing a lot of guys uh, who who travel the series, and uh, at that point it's almost more more handy to have someone along with you who, uh, when you're down, he can pick you up. When you're ho- when you're way too when you're uh, you have a bad moto, he knows exactly what to say and the right right way to say it, so that uh, you, like maybe say you don't take it the wrong way, or but the message is still there that you're that you need to pick it up or whatever it is, and he knows uh, how to react when you're doing well. Uh, not to have you like too high, but just where you need to be, and uh, yeah, that's a, that's an encouraging uh, thing to come up with for sure. Yeah, thank you. And you know, everyone they try to portray what they think a program needs, and they just look at well, they they watch movies, they look at the people on TV, and they're like, oh yeah, I need a I need a rig, I need a mechanic, I need uh, this, I need that. You know, and they portray what they think they what they need by what everyone else already has. And I just kind of stepped back, and instead of doing that, which I tended to do like everyone else, I started thinking about what is it that's keeping me from winning? Oh, You know what I mean? I When it comes to practice, like my ability, I'm there. Like with everyone that's – anyone that's winning, I'm right there with them. But it's like when it comes to the race, I wasn't – my mind wasn't there. And, and, I, and like I said, having a mechanic last year wouldn't have helped me any. And, and I looked at what would have helped me. And – uh and and it was all and it was all that. So instead of being the guy that's like, oh yeah, I got to ride now. Let me get a mechanic. I'm gonna look all freaking factory and have this whole deal. Like no, we're still we're not rock star now. We're doing it exactly how I think it should be done. And and that's that's just being there mentally myself and surrounding yourself with with good people. And uh, that's that's exactly what Kyle allowed me to do. And that's why you know we will have the success that we'll have this year is due to his. Uh, passiveness and just let me kind of run with it and trusting my word and I've been able to back up everything I've said so far and you know we have each other's trust which has also made this uh, most easy deal ever so um, so yeah I, it, uh, definitely a different approach bringing a best friend but um, it's the one of probably one of the best decisions, decisions and most different decisions I could have ever made. Now believe it or not there is a co-host on the line and Chris uh, how do you feel uh, like uh, just hearing how Kyle is is approaching the series, and of course, you yourself uh, at a um, uh, 15 years ago entering the pro ranks, uh, trying to uh, uh, establish your own program, moving into the. How do you how do you feel? Uh, he's um, approaching the series, and um, any thoughts or suggestions or advice you can give him uh, moving into the Canadian series and uh, staying confident throughout 10 rounds. Well, <clears throat> I think that's a really good way to play it because. Uh, knowing what you know, saying last year you didn't need a mechanic, 
um, bringing in someone who knows you, like you said, you guys are brothers pretty much. And that's yeah. what you need. Someone who can keep you going. And like, I've been in a lot of high end events with a lot of different people and kind of before the event, sometimes you just kind of go give them like the coolest guy in the world speech. Like you got this, like these guys are fucking pussies. You beat this guy every weekend. Today's going to be the yep. same thing. Like, you know, just not a hype up guy, but pretty much like someone to get you being like, yeah, that sounds cool. That's right. I want to do that. And, but someone who knows you and like Brad was saying, can explain it to you in your language. Right. And yes. I think that's a really good move. And, Let's be realistic. If we are all running 125 two strokes, your homeboy there would be changing top ends in a couple of weeks just because it's all simple. But the way that these high end 254 strokes run, nobody's opening that thing. Like, I sure hope not, unless you know exactly what you're doing, right? Yeah. So having someone who he'll be able to do this, who knows? He might be changing tires just on the boardroom, but someone who can keep your bike legit. Uh, you know, in between motos, but to keep you legit during the week and even, you know, the day before the event. And, uh, you know, coming up here, I mean, obviously, you are doing along great, um, which is awesome, but having a bit of home can't hurt either, right? And yeah, it's not, yeah. Yeah, someone that you can talk about happened in years past and these times past and you know someone who you can <clears throat> just feel more comfortable around and bring them to race day it can hurt because we all know how much of a confidence game this is and if you've got your head dialed your bus dialed you're confident in your program then it's just up to the gate dropping and you know the lot you got to put in after that but no i think that's a great move to just bring someone in and i mean you see other people doing it because you don't need as much of a mechanic today as you did back in the day when you change a bunch more stuff between motos. Just something to keep your bike going and uh, keep you going is more important. Yeah, and and uh, and I appreciate that. And um, yeah, when when we build our bike, obviously, you know, you've always got that risk. Like, oh, this can happen or this can happen um, with us and the program that we put together. Our odds are against us with the, with the bike. You know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to jinx myself. Like I said, I don't believe in superstition, so I'm not too bad about that. But, you know, no. we built a great bike, an amazing bike, and we've got an amazing motor and a whole system that we're definitely not worried one bit about the bike not staying together. So that was also another decision that, you know, it wasn't like we went with someone that were like, oh, dude, you know, we might have to be working on this. So we chose a company that we didn't really believe in. They just want to give us free stuff. Like, you know, we paid for almost every single thing that we have on that bike strictly because it was just that was the amazing parts maybe we couldn't get those at discount or even free at the time but we didn't care we were gonna buy what the best part was and um and yeah cool. and, and get Nick canyon the least amount of work and where he just all he's gonna do is wash it change filters and um and 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 freaking get my mind right and it's also nice having someone like a brother to come like canyon that's able to also get my mind off of it you know he's like i yeah. said I've, I've been i've been in his life every single day since we were three years old so if anyone knows me it's him you know he can oh hey man you know remember when we were little and we did this or you know hey do you remember on the trip up we did this with a mechanic that you can't relate to it's like no matter how stressed you be or maybe nervous you might be that mechanic cannot take your mind off and put it in another place because he just doesn't know you he doesn't know where you've been he doesn't know what you've done no, you, you can, and we share family naked, members right? we share friends we share bikes <laughs> we've shared freaking beds like this kid That's is my brother so <laughs> <laughs> oh no he's four years younger we couldn't hit that 
but uh, it would be we'd be illegal there. But you know, it's been talked about, so well, I'm not, not cutting candy out of the question. You would for the lost your triangle. If, if, you know in, what? In yeah, the right situations. If you're sharing hotel rooms, exactly. Make sure that you guys uh, bring a set of earplugs uh, for each other now and then. Hey, yeah, because if I hear his voice, the whole mood would be changed. Totally. You don't have a pretty voice. Yeah, that's, so, uh, you know, we, we do stay away from <laughs> It is a terrible thing to do, but yeah, uh, never you know, want to triangle that definitely isn't out of our circle. Sorry, Riley. Well, so uh, <laughs> getting back on topic so my brain doesn't go in that direction, Brad sleeping with someone in Vegas. But, uh, um, <laughs> yeah. well, uh, I have the, the, the 2014 CRF that you're riding, um, Hondas are known for their reliability, like you're saying. Like, you shouldn't have some weird blow-up thing. Hopefully not. But uh, being that you've obviously tried a bunch of stuff out, i got to pick your brain. Uh, what did you find out that works for kind of exhaust-wise intake? Like, of you guys, if you don't mind sharing uh, some tricks, uh, what did you well, guys find out that works? Well, actually, to, to correct you, we actually, Kyle went and he went to go get a 14, a brand-new bike. And he called me, he's like, hey, man, I'm picking up your bike right now. And I'm like, dude, don't tell me you already got it. And he's like, well, no, I'm like about to sign, about to, I'm about to get the bike. And I was like, do not get me a 2014. I want a 13. He's like, dude, I'm getting you a brand new bike. This is your opportunity to get a freshie. Like, you still want me to go buy a year-old bike, a 2013. And, and I asked, I was like, do you want me to win the championship? And he's like, yep. I said, well, then buy me a 2013. I want a 2013. That's the same bike that I've been riding for the last two years. It, I've, we, yeah. you know, like I said, I've been on it for two years, so I have that bike so dialed. I know everything that works on that thing. I know what works, what doesn't, what intakes use, what pipe, because I've tested for the last three years with this bike. So that's why when he called and we said that, I, he was he was shocked that I wanted him to get me an older bike. But um, yeah, I'll be actually riding a thirteen. So uh, the that's same year model bike. And, I uh, that's actually I, there's a lot of guys even in Supercross that were running thirteens. Yeah, no, a lot of guys ran 13 in Supercross. Um, some, some of their excuses were, oh, I couldn't afford a new bike. Mm. Uh, some of the kids that said that were definitely in bigger trucks than I had, so I'm not sure that was really the problem. Yeah. But my yeah. true, my true um, you know, answer to that was it's a better bike. Um, you know, Hondas are amazing. They always have been amazing. But with anyone doing new development with a bike, it takes a couple years for them to dial it in. Um, so I understand in 13, they changed that for the 450, but it wasn't yeah. until 14, they changed it on the 250. And the handling is amazing, but the 13, the handling is just unreal. And it's, it's, I love the motor. It's ridiculously strong. It handles yeah. by far the best of any bike I've ever ridden. It fits me the best. And it wouldn't matter if the bike was a 96. If I felt like that was the best yeah. bike for me, that's the bike I'm going to ask. Like I said, we're not trying to rock star out here and have all the newest stuff because it's cool. We're actually doing what we know we can do to win the championship. And, and at this point it was to put me on a 13. So we, we've tested a bunch of stuff and, uh, um, we, uh, we settled with, uh, the FMS, um, system. And then my dad and Canyon's dad, actually, my best friend that's coming up here who his dad has built more than 20 motors for me. Um, he didn't build this one, but he engineered something, um, along the lines of an intake system deal that I'm not allowed to leak out. It's not a cheater part, but it is a part that no one else will have but me. Um, nice. So we tested a few things like that and got that piece dialed in. 
So for air boxes, we're going with that route. And then, like I said, pipes will be FMF and uh, proven. They uh, they just got me over a sick new motor. We got that thing actually today. And I'm able to try out that new Vortex ignition, which I wasn't able to try out yet. And I've heard that that's like a nine-day difference. That's a motor in its own. So um, I haven't got to try that out, unfortunately, to talk about. But I'm looking forward to riding that tomorrow um, and trying that new Vortex out. But uh, after that, we kind of just stuck with what, what I've always ran. Um, no, put a little bit more money into the performance, but as for the setup for the bike, we're doing pretty much the exact same setup I've had the last two years. Cause it's the one I'm the most comfortable with. Does having well, uh, I mean, the same bike for two years does that allow you to have a few extra, um, a few extra parts that you can interchange and carry forward, like uh, kind of like not only cost effective, but uh, just knowing that uh, everything's where you need it to be when you need it to be there. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Being, and like the bike hasn't, the bike itself hasn't changed since 2010, really. They changed the throttle body a little bit. They, uh, lowered the, they, um, put a linkage on it. I think in like 2012, that lowered it because it had a problem where the ass end rode up too high yeah, and it would make you where your front end would dive. Yeah. So they changed like little things like that. But really since 2010, I've been riding the same bike. And like I said, I don't think it hasn't been the bike that's keeping me from winning in the past and it hasn't been anything like that. It's, it's really just been myself and mentally believing that I can do it. And like I said, until really the end of last year and, and throughout this year, I may have not had the most successful supercross season, but to myself, I proved that mentally I can, I can do it. And, uh, uh, knowing that I have the same bike I've been on, I'm already, I don't, I'm not, there's no worries. You know what I mean? There's nothing like, no. Oh man, I'm not really used to this bike or, Oh man, it's not really dialed in. I'm not really comfortable. Like, <laughs> no, this thing has been getting dialed in for the last four years for this moment right here for this. And I think that's the really going to lead. Like you were saying how you really just want to get good starts this season. And that is a huge part of racing being on the same bike you're getting good starts on last year that's going to do nothing but good for you again you know because every little change changes it and if you got kind of that you know when you're getting whole shots whatever you're, you're doing right you know as soon as you got that down keep it going and yeah changing like i just got the 14 and it's definitely it's a lot lower and it does handle a lot different than the 13 so yeah if you're happy on that keep going you know and like brad was saying too knowing what's out there and having tried stuff since 2010 i'm sure you know you're going to know exactly what's going to work on each track and know just what your bike's going to do a la ryan villapoto who's been riding the same setup at every round for the last since 2010 as well you know yeah yeah so yeah exactly and so it, we're it, we're really confident with it and um like i said it, it hasn't been the bike in the past and it hasn't been anything about that it's just been putting my own program together and and having someone that believes in me other than my mom and dad and uh so when when Kyle came aboard and was able to you know work with me and and get to getting closer and stuff you know i i realized that he's just like my mom and dad he he wants it just as bad as i do and is willing to do anything for it and i think that was really the only thing i needed left in my program to to really take it to the next level and put myself on the map where i would like to put myself so like the bike, the bike wasn't the issue, and and Honda continues to make the 14 is an amazing bike. Honda continues to make, in my eyes, the best bike ever built, year after year. But like you said, you know, it is a little bit different than this year's. And um, being that I got up here a month before the first round, and that was the first time I was yeah. able to ride my bike, I decided, you know what, I a month, I don't know, it was enough for me to get just 110% confident with that bike. 
So I no. wanted to stick with the 13. I knew I was going to jump on it. It was just going to be just like last year. Yeah, last thing you need See, is to be riding a 14 and uh, thinking about your 13 at home, sitting in the garage, wishing you were on that. Exactly. I didn't want no regrets at all. And and there will be no regrets. There will only be leaps and bounds, you know. And um, last year I was on a powered by Naveen motor, which I ran Naveen motors for for eight years. And it is he makes the most monstrous, gnarly motors I've ever ridden in my life. Um, and this year we, Kyle decided that we would go with a proven motor. Um, and fortunately, that thing's a freaking nasty monster itself. So um, once again, you know, we did change um, actual motor builders. Um, but, uh, like you said, I freaking whole shotted rounds last year on this motor and the motor I have now is, um, you know, is amazing itself. It's, it's unreal. It really is. So it's, it's, uh, it's not too much has changed. I thought I'd throw in there that the motor was changed, but it is, it's, it's still amazing. It's unreal. And, uh, Let's we'll see. try out that new Vortex tomorrow and see if that don't give it a little bit of extra something we need off the start to, to, to steal all those stars, not just one of them. Nice. Well, and see, creeping on some videos on YouTube here, it shows a uh, uh, verb original you did with those good boys. Um, you got to ride a Cheney Ranch. It's one that's on my bucket list for sure. Like, that track just looks amazing. Like, uh, what, what was going on with that day? And uh, talk about that track a little bit. I just want to drool. Oh man, Cheney Ranch. That's my freaking, that's my home track right there. When I was living in California the last two years, I rode there more than any other track. Um, one of my buddies, Ed, um, who lives there after, lives down out there at the track. He, um, uh, he's obviously the owner of it. And anytime there's a practice, that dude is sure to call me and let me know, Hey man, this is, uh, we're having a practice out there. So I always made it out there. Well, um, I was approached by my buddy, Jason Crane. We always, he lived right by me. We always hung out every day after I rode and talked, but we never, ever talked about doing a video. Well, one day out of the blue, he's like, dude, let's do a freaking video with you. Like, we have not done one yet. And I was like, I'm down. He's like, where do you want it to be? And I was like, dude, no other than Cheney Ranch. Like that's going to be the yeah. sickest place to do it at. And so, uh, uh, we actually were invited the following day out to the racer X ride day. So, uh, I had attended those the last few years and um, got to ride some of the new bikes that were coming out. And so I, uh, I went and we started filming and it started pouring down rain and we're like, no way, this can't be happening. And Ed came up to me and he's like, Hey dude, the rain's supposed to stop. If you guys want to come here tomorrow, I'll prep the track and you can have the track by yourself, which if people know that doesn't happen at Cheney ranch, you don't just get your free ride there at Cheney ranch, unless you're a Kawasaki, you know, test rider for their commercial, and that's about it. Uh, I think Cooper Webb got to ride there thing. by himself one time for a Red Bull photo shoot back when he was an amateur, Ed said. And that was it. So it was really, it, it was good to, to know that someone cared about it that much and was able to prep the track and get Cheney Ranch, you know, a place so monumental to people in motocross. They know how amazing that place is. And so we went out there by ourselves, and we prepped it and watered it ourselves, and he it was the sickest photo shoot I could have ever done and, and, and video shoot. It was, uh, it was definitely the best first, I think original I was able to do. And it was probably the best one that I'll ever do. Cause that place is untouchable. Dude. Some of those like Ridge jumps just look so much fun. Like you can just go forever. And, uh, no, that's one place that's, 
especially like you're saying to have it all to yourself freshly groomed after a rain like those are just things that you can't put together to, for most people yeah oh yeah and jason did an amazing job with that video he freaking killed it but like everyone knows it's a video just does not do justice and the that track went for probably for he could have he could have made a two hour long video and you would have never seen the same amount of track like there was yeah. so much more to that track that wasn't even in that video that's unreal and like you said that ridge jump there's like four of those and it showed me hitting two of them yeah um, so uh, yeah that, that track is just it's a it really is a dream track and uh i was i was more than fortunate and happy to be able to go out there and film that video by myself that day it felt like a felt like a badass i'm not gonna lie well, yeah, man, superhero status. Looking like a badass <laughs> like, uh, as well. That's that's uh, it's got to be uh, getting all kinds of hits. Um, it's time for the Tech One Designs um, Word Association. Tech One Designs great for anything custom on the bike or uh, or your body. They do uh, custom jerseys, custom pit shirts, custom uh, graphic kits, as well as decal wraps, coffee mugs. If you really need, they do they do it all, and they sponsored this section of the of our of our show. Uh, so basically, I'm going to run down uh, a few items, uh, looks to be about 12 uh, altogether, and in rapid succession, I need you to uh, tell me basically the first thing that pops into your head. Are you ready for that? Yep, perfect. Go for it. Right on. Right on off with MetLife Stadium. Um, amazing. Favorite round. Monster Girls. Freaking Ratchet. CR125. Jimmy D freaking owns one. Favorite racer all time. Uh, Heath Law. Wow, Heath Law. Really? Uh, Canada. My favorite place. Tim Hortons. No, Poutine. Poutine. <laughs> Tim Hortons. <laughs> Coffee. Monster Energy Cup. Sketchy. Mostly because of McElrath coming across your front fender? Dude, he about decapitated me. <laughs> Loretta Lynn's. Too much hype. Mud races. Fun as hell, but very unpredictable. Prairie Hill MX Facility. Perfect. Guacamole. Uh, depends on who makes it. That's right. The Dallas Cowboys. They don't suck. Football. Cheerleaders. Titties. And finally, Lego. Stack them. Perfect. Now, uh, let's get straight into that Monster Energy Cup deal. I know, uh, 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 Chris was looking up, uh, looking you up a little bit before this, uh, podcast. Uh, he had mentioned that you were right behind AC, Adam C. and Sorillo, uh, before, um, uh, McElrath came across and uh, tried to do a, uh, a fender slap on your bike. Uh, what was all that about? Yeah, that was, a, that was the second moto. First moto, we got a bad start. Dad about punched me, so we had to make up for that one. Second one, we freaking launched out of the gate. Great start. Completely forgot that there's another lane, so I wasn't even worried about that guy. <laughs> uh, AC, you know, weighing a full 78 pounds on a full factory Villapoto destinations bike, course rips to start so i'm like i'm gonna follow him all of a sudden we got the flying squirrel shane mckellrath doing the freaking superman across me but before i what's more retarded about that whole deal is if you notice i didn't hit my brakes until he was on the ground like it happened yeah. so fast that I, I i hit my brakes after he was on the ground and so well, uh see that's that, what that, i was that, saying like there is a still shot pick and i was saying that to brad like it doesn't even look like you're looking at him. Like he's already in the air. Like you guys are fucking pinned. And 
you're 10 feet away and you don't even see him. Like, did you see it like last minute you would have shit your pants and then hit the brakes and then hit the gas again, you know, and probably it was like too late anyways. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I never, I did not hit my brakes at all until he was, he was like his, his back tire almost clipped my right hand and it was like, as he hit that berm and flew over and got sketchy, like I didn't notice any of that. Not until I seen his boot. His boot was behind his back fender, and I seen his boot fly across my face. And, like, I was looking ahead. I was looking at AC because he was obviously, like, four football fields away already. So I was, like, <laughs> yeah. looking at the back of him, like, you know, I'm going to chase this guy down. And all of a sudden, this flash of light went by my face with beautiful A-kit suspension. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, shit. And I hit my brakes, and I was like, wait, why am I doing that? He didn't hit me. And I attended it, and I was in fifth. <laughs> And yeah, it was just a really bad deal. That start sucks. I don't think that's cool at all. No, and uh, honestly, man, I hate to rub it in more, but it is kind of funny. Uh, like I remember <laughs> watching that live, and I was like, "That sucks so bad for that guy." And I mean, because like, hey, there's AC. I mean, I didn't know who you were, and you're right behind him. And then all of a sudden, you just get blown out by some fucking like Troy Lee legit guy who screws out over a berm and just ruins your day. You know, I'm like that guy's probably pissed and uh yeah it's good to talk to you and know that you were yeah i, I wasn't so much mad because i understand that start is well pissed, yeah no, i was just pissed, more pissed I mean, off just... on the sense of like god y'all ama just keeps getting more and more stupid with their decisions and oh monster Cup, <laughs> like the joker lane okay that's cool that's cool but to, doing starts and making me come to the stadium and like join like yeah they've been lucky the past few years that everyone's been able to walk out of that start but it only takes one kid to mess up before some freak, some dude's head is laying in the freaking other lane. Right. Well, yeah, like they won't allow they won't allow big berms so that you launch into the stands, but they'll set up a start section so you guys are literally going head to head with each other before you veer to the middle. Uh, but and it's it's only a matter of time before somebody um, that goes wrong for someone. And uh, like you ha- like you said, uh, someone's getting uh, 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 MX thirty one in the teeth. Um, but uh, yeah, well, no, no, you want to run a fifty-one at Vegas? It's too hard pack. Right. Well, I was going to ask you, how was the soil down there? Horrible, Great. worst thing ever. Awesome. Yeah, I would have rather ridden in a freaking ice curling rink than on that damn track. Wow, he knows what curling is. Yeah, just hey, I didn't until I found out that freaking yeah. Kyle was a pro over here. Yeah, actually, Kyle does curl. Has he taken you uh, to the to the rink? No, me and Kyle have not curled together. We haven't experienced that. Oh, that's, uh, that's like an intimate thing you, you've got to take in before you head uh, head out for the uh, for the summer. Yeah, I, and I think I think we'll probably curl, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah, he said. Oh yeah. Freaking, well, I can just imagine. He throws an ice cream. And see, this is, uh, I used to be, whatever uh, uh, you call it, like our local little curling rink. We were division champs one year. So the one thing you remember is curl the ass end of the, your hand towards whatever way his hand's poking. That'll make more sense, and he'll go for it again. But, man, it's, uh, curling's actually kind of fun. You're in but, for a treat. Um, Plus, you can drink right yeah. on the, the, the surface. You, you can, drink, on the, you you can drink while you do that stuff? Oh, hell yeah. It's you can just get hammered and curl. That's part of the sport. <laughs> oh, I'll be curling tile team. down the freaking rink. There you go. Dude, my, my brother is still part of a team, and I bet the four of theirs, because there's four dudes, so eight guys on the ice, and their bar house nights is just ridiculous, you know? And uh, yeah. that's while they're doing their sport, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's, if that's a funny point. Is if you're y'all drink while y'all curl, but... What's up? Oh, think of your five with deep lining up on the for the second moto at a national, and uh, like, whew, it's gonna be interesting, man. Like, let's get through this. <laughs> yeah, but then you can drink while you'll curl, but I swear you Canadians will drink during everything. That's so fair enough. And and oh I- man, dude, we gotta freaking we gotta send some orders on the computer. Let's grab a beer. Oh hey man, I'm gonna go take a shower. I'm gonna grab a beer. That's a Canadian thing. Yeah, had you never had a shower beer before coming to Canada? You know what? I could be the square bear and try to be the kid that just lies the whole time. But on my very first apartment that I had, um, where I had three of my best friends move in with me in my one bedroom, it was $300 a month. That sounds bad news. Yep. I was the only white kid in the entire, in the entire complex. I was the only white kid. Um, and, uh, I moved three of my friends in and we kept my bike in the living room and every single shower I had, I had a beer. Not gonna lie, that was something that we made a pat when we did it. It was kind of like a, I don't know what would you call that? Not Boy Scouts, it was gay. Uh, some kind of pat you make with your best friend. Yeah, more or less. We made one. We had to have a beer at every single shower. So that's yeah, commitment, my friend. That's commitment. Oh, yeah, it was commitment. It took a lot of commitment on my end to actually. And, oh, and getting soap in the beer. You can't be a girl and not drink it anymore. For sure. Well, yeah. You still gotta keep drinking. Well, suds are and I've suds. Done that. Yes. See, True. especially if you're going to going to work at seven in the morning and having a shower, that's got to be one of the greatest ones. Where, uh, yeah. Sometimes that's all that really gets you through the day. And uh, now, in, as uh, due to uh, like basically inspired by uh, your love of the uh, Great Outdoors series, uh, while I was asking you some questions there, Kyle, I uh, went ahead and thought up of nine trivia questions. Uh, for you to go up against none other than the trivia genius himself, Christopher Mellon, on the other line there, uh, Kyle versus Chris, um, in, in some in some trivia. But this is only this is only trivia from the Great Outdoor series, which is of course from 2002 up until 2011, I believe, maybe 2000 and yeah, 2011. Uh, so you are completely screwed, Chris. Um, oh, yeah, you weren't, you weren't even watched watching the series, no, let alone motocross I screwed, videos. I screwed myself. I, I screwed myself by telling you guys I watch motocross movies all the time and and reciting the Great Outdoors of 2008. Because I'm not gonna lie, that is the only one I've seen. So I think Chris may take this one. Uh, I, th- I think you're gonna do better than you than you think on these ones. Uh, these, of course, brought to you by Golden Tire. Uh, Golden Tire sponsors this. Uh, or head on over to goldentire.ca and uh, pick up a set of tires for yourself. Uh, so the first question, Mike Williamson worked for what rider before he worked for Stewart in 2008? Uh, Mike Williamson worked for what rider? Was it uh, no. I was going to say Carmichael, but I didn't want to say Carmichael because I felt like that was no. uh, easy. Or Tedesco, one of the two. Mike Williamson. It was, uh, it was on a big bike. And it was a Suzuki? No, uh, he's 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 only worked for KTM and uh, Kawasaki. He's worked for Kawasaki since two thousand and four. Okay, oh, Mike Williamson. He were I dude. I just seen this on a movie. They had like a documentary about the dude. Uh, Michael um, Byrne is my final wrong answer. Okay, I was gonna say Tedesco. All right. Well, Chris, I uh, I doubted you, but the first one goes to Chris. First, his last God, rider what? was the 26 machine on a two-stroke. That was uh, Michael Byrne. 
Honestly, just in Kawasaki, that's the only guy I can think of that wasn't like legend status, you know. Well, I was just watching the, this freaking Stone Spray sandwich, and it showed Burn and freaking Tedesco on Kawasaki at the same time. So you said Burn, and that's why I said Tedesco. Fair enough. Uh, Josh yeah, Grant's rookie number, the year he uh, came, uh, came out in the Nationals, uh, 2004, I believe. Uh, what was the number? 24. Sorry? 24. No, he's talking three-digit yeah, line, like three first number race. Run, the first year he ran Oh, his first three-digit number? 381. Close. Any guesses? Dude, close? I was going to say like 351, and I was going to say it before. Oh, 386. No, it's 386. That's retarded. I don't know why I got that wrong. Josh Grant's original number was 86. Yeah. His whole amateur career went to Veenworth for him, and then he went to 386. So that one goes to Kyle. 386. Yeah. Uh, James Stewart only lost one moto in 2004. Where was it? Was it Millville? No, I was going to say Millville. Shit, no. I'm going to say Southwick. I don't know why, but I want to get on to the GOAT. I feel like. No, he was on 125 no. in 04. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't with them. Ooh. No, you he wouldn't have lost Red Bud. He wouldn't have lost Red Bud. Okay, I'm going to say final answer is Unadilla. You're right or wrong. Okay. Your finances, you know, I'm going to go with Washougal. I don't know why, but I'm going to say it. I was thinking that, too, because he crashes big there. He he won both yeah. motos at Washougal, but he went 137 in uh, Bud's Creek ah. 2004. So that's nobody gets that one right. It's 1-1 after three questions. Ivan Tedesco won his 125 title in what year? Ooh, 2006 or seven. Oh five, maybe oh five. Two thousand six. Tedesco won a championship. Nope, no, 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 I didn't. He won it. Chris gets it. God, yes. Like I'm, dude. I'm swear to God, I'm pulling these out of. Well, not my butthole. I'm not sticking my hand in there, but I'm pulling out of somewhere. No, you were full fist deep. That was a deep one. I would never have guessed that. I thought it was. And dude, you know it's funny. I was just eating chocolate chips, so if you look at my fingernails, you <laughs> might not question that. Yeah. And that's Reese's too, so it's creamy as shit. Um, no, 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 I mix them up, the Reese's chips and the regular ones, yes, I'm the smartest fucking guy alive, and uh, tell me that's not a party in your mouth. Oh, I know. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you about a party in your mouth in Vegas. Um, no. <laughs> what national did Ryan Hughes break his leg in 2003? Red Bud. Your guess I'm going to say Grunthal. Yeah, I'll say Red Bud. Okay. I'm saying Grunthal. Uh, and you're going to say Grunthal. <laughs> yeah. Neither of you guys get it right. It was Southwick. Damn it. Southwick? Was it really? Yeah, it was Southwick, as you remember. Uh, Burn, both uh, Brownie and uh, Langston crashing in the first corner. They were uh, about 45 seconds behind the field. But the three title contenders, out of the three title contenders, Hughes had it the worst, breaking his leg in the first moto, racing at that very second moto, wasn't able to race the next weekend in, uh, in Millville. Dude, he trained me when I was in California, and every time I would complain about something, he would bring that moment up. I do not know how I did not know that. I'm going to tell him God, that you didn't he know that, and he's going to be mad at you. No, he probably didn't know that. I should be mad at him because I swear he said Red Bud. That's why I was so confident with that answer. If he broke his leg and still kept racing the next moto, he was probably so whacked out on fucking whatever those shots are that he had no idea where the hell it was. So, you know, give a guy some credit. Well, that's next true, time I roll true. out to uh, Prairie Hill MX, I'll bring... Uh, the uh, 
the 2000 and there it would be Great Outdoors 2, which is the one uh, the one that's narrated by the Western guy. Uh, that's the one that has uh, that battle in there. Anyway, that no one gets that question. Washougal 2005. Chad Reed collided with which former Canadian 125 champion? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know my Canadian champions. Dirty Lamb. Five. He was a factory rider. Canadian champion. He's in the same factory. He collided with yep. someone on 125. He, he was riding a factory Suzuki at the time. Uh, oh my land! I do not know. Okay, factory did, Suzuki, Canadian Sham. It wasn't. I don't know. Did Paul? Did Carpenter come over to Canada? Didn't Carpenter he did, come but over that here? was after the fact. We're talking about a guy who actually won the 1999 championship for 125s, um, or maybe no, it was 2000. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna throw out all Ryan Goldie's name because I feel like it'll help me in the end. It's always good to go with Goldie, but uh, unfortunately, he never won that championship. He only won one national. Um, it was at Deschamps. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking Blair Morgan, but is that correct, or was he paralyzed by that? In, incorrect. He was still uh, still very much uh, walking in 2005, but it was Sean Hamblin who won no. the Western Championship 2000, won it at Grunthal, last moto, uh, against uh, Darcy Lange. Uh, he was riding for Blackfoot Honda and, uh, yeah, he actually never rode the number one for Honda because they had dropped him by the end of the year shootout, uh, at, um, at Walton. But, uh, yeah, no, Sean Hamlin on the 36, of course, in 2005, him and Nick Way ended up losing their jobs to pull over to Suzuki, Ricky Carmichael. Um, so both of you guys. I'm just going to say that they they did fine in that, uh, trade, I think. Fair enough. Um, so n- neither two of you guys get this uh, those two right, but it's uh, it's two to one for for Chris. So what year did Ben Townley and Ryan Villapoto battle for the championship in the two fifty F class? Was oh, I want to say two thousand seven? Damn it! Uh, I'm gonna give it to you okay, as well, a tie on both because you both got that one. So three two. Eli nice. Tomac won his first national with what moto scores? With a one, he won the first moto. No, did he win his very first I'll one? He didn't I'll win you, either uh, moto. Her, so. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember. I remember he won his very first one at. Um, yeah, I thought uh, I thought, seven, I thought he went seven one. No, I thought he won the first moto. He, uh, no, he or didn't win either seven. moto, but uh, he. Oh, um, then that wasn't it then. Sorry. So it's a two three. He won with a 2-2. Two, two. Best, uh, best answer goes to Kyle, so that's tied after eight questions. Tiebreaker, three teams that Michael Byrne rode for. Go. Obviously, uh, Kyle Sox, he rode the... God dang it. Yeah, Suzuki, Cowie, and then Burner ran for KTM? For which team in KTMs? Which team on KTM Burner? Oh, damn it. Yeah, that was the only answer. I, it wasn't. That was the only other KTM team there was. There was Red Bull, and that was it. That's right. Yeah, he also yeah. rode for the Suzuki team for from BTO. Uh, trivia goes to both of you. You tied up uh, pretty close either way. Uh, if you're looking for uh, the, um, these are all just ones I saw off the top of my head. Uh, 
Burner Road for uh, Edge Kawasaki, uh, owned by uh, Jeff Emig in his first year, running number uh, 990. Then he rode for the Rockstar Suzuki team. Um, that was uh, with Sean Hamlin and Tr and uh, was it Kyle Mills? Yeah, and then Ryan he was Mills. Mills. On the, and then on uh, the he was on Factory tally. Connection Honda for one year on two strokes, unfortunately. And then he was a cow. He went for, went straight from there to Cowie. And then uh, Suzuki and um, BTO, and that's where he currently resides Jeez. if he was to race this summer. Busy boy. Holy cow. See, and now, Kyle, I'm sticking with your motto of riding the same bike even more because he didn't do shit, <laughs> so fuck him. <laughs> Especially stuck on a two-stroke uh, in 2005 when everyone else had four strokes. Um, so... Let's uh, let's let's continue on with some questions. Kyle Swanson, who who are the who's the main sponsors that are helping you out throughout the the nationals this year? Uh, not only team sponsors, but uh, are you going to be running uh, FXR gear, or will you be on Fox stuff? Nope, I will be. We made a decision to run all FXR gear, helmet, and everything. So we'll be running. Alp oh, I love it, and that was something I was skeptical of. I didn't know FXR as a brand. I had never seen it before coming from the States. Last year, I was able to see it a few times by my friend, Ryan Millar, and it looked really good, but I hadn't ever tested the quality. Um, and obviously, I'm talking right now with no backbone, being that I'm signed with them this year. Um, but I, the gear kind of speaks for itself. It's, it's the lightest gear I've ever, I've ever uh, uh, had, which I never really took into consideration or even thought maybe that's what it would be, but it's probably by far the lightest gear I've ever had. And the the colorways this year, um, previously, I thought that they were really colorful, which isn't a bad thing, but for my taste, it didn't really fit me. And this year, they went with some amazing, really, really, really cool colorways that uh, that fit me and my style and, and, and just tied in the program that much more. Are you looking forward to wearing camo out there on the track? Am I wearing what? Uh, I believe there's some camo-colored colorways, oh, yeah. both uh, white They're... and uh, forest-colored camo. Oh, uh, in the new oh colorways. yeah, it's oh yeah. That's there's two actually um, that'll be coming out, and I think me and Ryan will actually be wearing that before it gets released to the public, and that won't be happening until probably around uh, Moncton, Overton, around that time at the end of the series is when that gear will come out. Sadly, Fair but enough. it will be out, and and it will be out at, the, at towards the end of the year. But I don't know. We're we're doing a we're doing an FXR photo shoot on the two three week break we've got. So I'm hoping they're gonna let us break it out then and take it to the to Gopher and start the west off or start the east off right. Do you plan well, dude, on doing any uh, Manitoba races um, in your in the three week break? Like, will you be coming back to home base here, or uh, what's your plan? Oh yeah, no, we'll definitely we're gonna come right back here to Kyle's here in Pilot Mound, and the is it the first weekend we have or is it the second the second weekend um, we're actually hosting. Probably one of the biggest pro purse races here in uh, in, in Canada for provincial races. Um, and uh, me and Ryan have actually been doing a bunch of schools with Josh Penner and Rio. What's his name? Rio stays. Yeah, Rio. Yeah, he was there and at one of them. And we've actually uh, trained. Uh, so we had like a 59 kid class, a 40 kid class, and like a 20 something kid class. And all the money that we've um, raised is actually going towards a pro payout. Right on. So if we are to nice. not, yeah. So if we are not to win that, and someone else is, someone took our hard-earned money, not only on the track but also in training. So we we gave all every single bit of our money to to the to the pro purse payout, 
um, and we raised an ass load of money doing that. So I'm definitely going to be trying to break legs. So I dare <laughs> anyone to come to Prairie Hill on that second week off. No kidding. Uh, well, I'm Kyle sure you've spun a couple laps too. <laughs> yeah, home track. I'm sure he's rode a couple. He, they're going to put like alligator pits and not tell anybody and be like, yeah, yeah, oh, no yeah. practice, just first moto, do it up and uh, make it like a weird rhythm through a rhythm section or you're dead into an alligator pit. Oh, you but, don't even know. We've already changed. As of last weekend, the track adds another eight seconds on on uh, our little secret section we got going on right now. We're going to start building some stuff in it, maybe some cheater lines. Is, we don't know. You know we're not saying that that's what we're going right to do. After the big triple? Uh, yes. Yes, you do hook a Roger right after the big triple. So some people <clears> may <throat> go straight there and lose a few seconds. I'm going to turn right, but we're not going to put any banners letting anyone know that's where you go. Ah, that's just going to be yeah. a common sense error on, on their part. Um, so when they see me go right, they should all know go right. Exactly. So they better hope that they don't start in front of me. Fair enough. Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> See, you're gonna be ripping sh- uh, hole shots on that uh, that Prairie Hill MX bike. That that beautiful 2013 CRF 250. Um, who uh, who model your uh, riding style after? Because I know you like to get a little sideways here and there. It is Whip Wednesday, and I uh, I feel like you're in your element when the uh, the bike's uh, a little uh, a little crooked. I don't, yeah, I don't, I like, I don't know, something about just kind of getting, I wouldn't say getting sketchy because I feel like that's a term you use when you're, like, not in control. I'd like to think that I'm in control the whole time, but when I'm hanging off the back of the bike and it's just kind of going all over, it just makes me feel, like, that much more, like, in the in the race, like, aggressive. If I'm just sitting there going just, like, straight, not really hanging off the back or not really throwing the bike around, I feel like I'm not trying so, um, I guess is a better way to put it. So there, when, uh, when I ride racer? the way I ride, that's my way of just giving to 120%. Um, and so the the riding style has kind of just formed its own. And, uh, yeah, it's just kind of, I, I, don't, I never really, I never really like copied anybody and watched them. I'd have to say the, the one person I probably admired the most when I was younger that might have helped is actually Nico Izzy. Yeah. Uh, I used to watch him yeah. ride and, his style was just so sick on eighties and it's someone I always admired growing up and, and I don't care what anyone says to the day I admire the guy. He was freaking he was a champion in his own and the dude's not real on a bike. Oh, especially the um, the one year when he raced the US Open with gold number plates. Oh yeah. The number on a one. Suzuki with Thor gear. Oh, oh yeah. yeah that, like... If you guys if you if you guys have ever noticed the Swanson setup, I've got the back of the jersey untucked. Oh yeah. If anyone notices that. Is that oh a, yeah, that's is that definitely a, um, an Izzy that's an trademark. Thing? Um, yeah, that's completely intentional. And I got that because when I was on 50s, Nico was racing just still on 80s, and um, I seen him do it at Mosier Valley, and it was like I didn't see it wasn't the fact that the jersey was untucked; it was the fact that the jersey was huge. So ever since then, I've ordered extra large jerseys since I was six years old, <laughs> and I've always had extra large jerseys, and they just I don't like them to be tucked in. And I think that may have to do with when I watched Nico, I would untuck the back of mine and it just felt more flowy. And then, like I said, as I kind of formed my style and did it all, the, the untucked jersey and the hanging off the back of the bike just kind of went with it. And uh, it, I definitely have to say, I probably got that from Izzy. That's an interesting well, and, story. And so, but you got to be hanging your butt off the back to like really be showing the untucked jersey and have a like Superman cape style, right? So that's probably I, something you're going to adapt as a kid when you're pulling the jersey out and being like, look, there's my jersey oh, yeah. and it's not tucked into my pants. 
Oh yeah, it's and, a little bit of way. It's a little bit of showing, like you know, I'm here for business, but I'm still down to party. That's what well, the yeah. whole untucked jersey is about. So okay, it's, it's literally been, the jersey version of a mullet. Yeah, it's the jersey version of a mullet. Business in the front, full party in the back. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, and okay, I've been creeping the FXR site here, and um, you gotta rock when that camo stuff comes out. Uh, like green camel pants with like the blaze orange jersey yes. because like that's true hunter stee is like you know camel but blaze orange so that you don't get shot that people don't think you're a fucking deer in the bush but that's true and uh you know i'm always like i hate matching you got to do like stuff that works but is random but i think with that orange helmet orange jersey green camel pants and camel gloves you could uh have something go on there and that was actually already something that was thought up in the works with the whole camo with, uh, we were thinking maybe run camo, uh, the, the jersey and the pants that match and run bright orange gloves with the bright orange helmet and goggles. Um, but then that's kind of something Barsh already did. So, you know, down here at Prairie Hill, we aren't followers. We're definitely no. trendsetters. So we may just, we may run what you said and, and you can definitely take credit for, for the design in that. Well, no, but see, it's with me a little weird thing since I've been like a little kid. Uh, jersey pants match kind of, you know what I mean? But goggles and gloves have to match. So like, yep, if that goggles was me, and gloves I'd, have to match. I'd be pulling flat black helmet, blaze orange jersey, green camo pants, and blaze orange gloves. So gloves, jersey, goggles would be like as bright as possible. And then, but flat black helmet and camel pants coming from the guy who used to have pants with red purple green yellow and black on them well hey <laughs> Cinesala was a sponsor and i rocked him proud as ugly and terrible as they were hey but you were proud and that's all that mattered right i would well, be proud hey, the be, next uh, year they they hired mcgrath so uh thank god i stuck with them because i was big pimping when i showed up with like you know, kind of the one-off gear that Honda Troy had, like nobody could get it. And yeah, we were rocking that very actually proud the next year. So suck it, Brad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll throw it back. But you know what, Kyle, I really appreciate you coming on tonight. I think uh, our listeners have a great opportunity to connect with you and uh, we wish you all the best in the, uh, the series going forward. It's just about one o'clock in the morning on Thursday uh may may 20 may 22nd uh we're only uh it's uh nine days away from gate drop in uh naimo uh like i said we wish you all the best and thanks for uh thanks for spending some time with us yeah thank you guys appreciate it and uh thanks for keeping me up late assholes perfect well hey hey i uh, just one more thing with uh kids listening to this hopefully it's not past their bedtime but how would they get a hold of you if they want some training or possibly, you know, a private clinic at the Prairie Hill uh, facility. Good call. Um, that is definitely all taken care of on Facebook, being that us Americans, our phones don't work over here in Canada, being why I'm talking to you off Kyle's phone. Yeah, so I don't have a phone distance. while I'm over here, but I do have Wi-Fi. Kyle has purchased Wi-Fi in his household. So our password's August 25th, if anyone needs it. And uh, nice. that's what we're on. So Facebook. Cool. Well, no, that's good just because uh, I might as well spread the love. You guys lots to raise money for all the right things. So, no, make that happen. And, um, no, I hope you guys kill it uh, at Nanaimo. All right, man. I appreciate it and hope to see you guys soon. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for uh, representing our, uh, our home province, and we wish you the best of luck. All right, man. You guys have a good night.
Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.